Welcome to the Rise and Revitalize Project. This is your host, Rob Wig, and myself, Mitch Jacobson. How's it going tonight, Rob? It's going great, Mitch. How about you? So great. Super excited to get into our topic today, which is living life with an outcome. We didn't really talk about the outcome of this podcast in our first episode, but the reason we're creating this is we want to give you short, practical, actionable items that you can take and apply right away. And we're going to really cut the fluff because one of the things that Rob and I both do not like is when podcasts are full of 30 or 40 minutes of information that you can't use and then really five minutes of information that you can and gets diluted. Shorter is always better. Shorter is always better. Got to be short, sweet, and concise with your words. Exactly. And so when we say live in life with an outcome, this is something that one of our business mentors has taught us recently. He said, every time you go into a meeting, every time you tackle a big project, or even every time you get up in the morning and you think about what you're going to do that day, you should be thinking about what's my outcome? What am I trying to achieve today? And how am I going to get there? And when you start with a clear purpose in mind, a clear direction of where you want to go, you'll be amazed at how much more you can accomplish and how much more you'll get done. And how much easier it is to accomplish those tasks. A lot of times we just take on a task or something and we just try and just start getting it at it. You know, we just want to get it done. We just want to finish it. But if you take a step back before you start and actually look at what is my objective from this task, why am I doing it? What am I trying to get out of it? You'll be able to be a lot more efficient with your time and you'll be a lot better at getting the task done because you actually know what you were trying to do with it. Exactly. That is such a great point, Rob, because our greatest resource, something that is the great equalizer for all of us is time. We all have the exact same amount of hours in the day and it's those who produce the most results in those hours who are going to be the most successful. And by tackling every piece of your day with an outcome of of sitting down and saying, what am I going to try to accomplish? right now. You know, when when Rob and I, when we have business meetings, our rule is, and we got this from one of our business mentors, mentors, Andy Frisella, if you're familiar with the MFCO project, it's incredible. And he's, his company, which is now a multi hundred million dollar company, they're not allowed to have meetings longer than 10 minutes because they set the outcome right at the beginning. What do we need to accomplish? What do we need to talk about it? Let's talk about it quick. Let's get it done and let's get back to action. Yeah. I think you made a great point I forget what, what the book you were talking about, the Nobel Peace Pro, Nobel Prize winner. Yes. Butcher this. You got to tell this. This is an incredible book that I'd recommend if you have to give a lot of presentations. It's called How to Pitch Anything. I believe it's by Olin Klaus is his name. And at the very beginning of the book, he talks about, I don't know the specific example, but it's someone who won a Nobel Peace Prize in physics. And it's this incredibly complicated theory theory that he had come up with and he presented it in 20 minutes and he says at the beginning of this book if your presentation is going to take longer than 20 minutes what are you doing because one of the most complicated discoveries in physics ever was presented in less time than that and really our brains if you do the research on it and there's studies that prove this now our attention span is really only good for 20 minutes or even less so once you cross that threshold, you're going to lose so much attention and it's really going to hurt, you know, especially with Rob and I now, we have to give a lot of pitches, whether it's to investors or retail stores. We notice that after five or 10 minutes, we lose people's attention. So it's so much better to keep things short, simple, and concise. 
I lose attention after you talk for two minutes. No offense, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's something that Rob and I we're constantly working on is how can we make this shorter? How can we make it simpler? How can we make it sweeter? Because in the this age of social media where we're so bombarded with content every day, how do you stand out in the midst of all that? You have one or two or maybe three seconds at most to capture someone's attention. Yeah, whether that's personally or as a brand, you know, when we're on store shelves or we're trying to stand out on social media, you need to do something different. You need to you need to have an outcome. You can't just be doing what everybody else is doing and you can't just go with the flow. You know, you need to make sure that you have an outcome for it. Exactly. Sit down, think about what you want to accomplish and then get right after it. You know, when we think about this podcast, you know, one of our outcomes, and we didn't talk about it in the first episode, but we wanted to fill the white white space in the entrepreneur kind of self-improvement world because on one end of the spectrum, you have these incredibly successful people who've built hundred million or billion dollar companies. On the other end of the spectrum, and no offense to these people, but there's a lot of podcasts out there with so-called marketing gurus who really just regurgitate things that they've read in a book, but they haven't actually started a company. And we're sort of in that middle space. We really haven't accomplished much yet, but we have started a company, Revita Energy Tea and, and Rob with From Barrel to Bottle, Scotch Marketing. And we're learning so much every day and we wanted to pass on these things that we're learning, the mistakes that we're making. We wanted to pass that on to you so that we can help improve your life. And that's truly our outcome is to help others. Yeah, and one of the things that we found it was very effective to have an outcome with was emails. And Mitch taught me this skill early on. But so when you're crafting up an email, Mitch, what are you thinking about? How do you want to craft that so that there is an outcome so that when you're sending it to someone, you know, you know, you're going to get a certain response. You know that this is actually a productive email. It's not just words. Exactly. That's such a great question, Rob. It's I have a lot to learn, but some of the basics I've learned from copywriting and, and writing effective emails is you got to think of what are you trying to accomplish with this email? So for example, you know, we're often cold emailing potential retailers of ours and it's really easy to just send them this long drawn out email about who you are and what you're doing and you don't really accomplish much with that. But our outcome that we're looking for is we want to secure a, a f- 10 to 15 minute meeting with whoever the buyer is at this retailer, we want to bring samples and we all op- ultimately want to open the door to allowing ourselves to get a chance to be carried in that retail location. So when we craft an email, our outcome is to secure that meeting. And so we make it very clear within two or three sentences that that's what we're looking for. We give a, a quick introduction, who we are, and then we get right into how we're going to add value to them. And then the last part is how can we get this meeting? You know, when, when do you have time? Where can we drop the samples off? That's perfect. So the next time you guys are writing an email or writing a text to someone, or even if you're you know about to have a phone conversation or a face-to-face conversation with someone, before you get into it, make sure you know what the outcome that you're looking for is, and it, it'll make the process of what you're doing so much easier, and you'll be much better spoken. People will understand why you're reaching out to them, and you'll get a better response from them. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll end up saving yourself so much time. I think, you know, Rob and I, and I'm sure lots of people listening to this, we've all been in business meetings or meetings that took two hours where really there was two or three minutes of relevant information because people get off on tangents. You have people that just like to hear themselves talk, but no one really directs the meeting 
and shows those leadership traits and just says, okay, what are we trying to accomplish here? How do we accomplish it? What do we need to do? What's the steps we need to take? Okay, let's get back to work and get after it. So before you start a meeting, what's how would you approach that? How are you going to get that set up so that it is an effective meeting? It's not just a run-on meeting where people are wasting their time. How do you set that up? So I think, like Andy Frisella says in his podcast, you have to treat every meeting like it was a timeout in the biggest game of your life. Hmm. And timeouts in sports are, what, 30 seconds, a minute at most. So you need to get rally the troops, come up with a plan, address whatever problem that needs to be solved, address it right away, and then get back in the action. Because the longer you take everyone out of the game, you take them out of the action, you're going to kill productivity, you're going to kill workflow, and you're going to kill morale, ultimately, because people are going to respect you less as a leader if you have these long, drawn-out meetings where you're just not getting to the point. So true. How many times do you find you get emails from people, too, that don't have an outcome? And it, it's, it's frustrating for you to respond to them because you don't really know what they wanted. You don't really know what they were asking. So when you are trying to craft a response, you don't know where they were trying to take that conversation. So how are you dealing with that? Exactly. That's an amazing point again, Rob. You know, now that Rob and I have started this business, we, you know, oftentimes we can get two, three, or even more emails a day from people that either want to be sponsored athletes or businesses that want to collaborate with us. And there's times where we'll get literally a three or four paragraph email and we won't even know what they're asking for. Whereas they could just introduce themselves. They could say how it's going to be mutually beneficial for both of us. And then they can get right out with the point, what they're looking for, what they want to accomplish. And then it's easy for me to respond. Whereas with some of these other emails, like Rob said, we don't even really know what we're being asked for, how to respond. And what ends up happening is it falls to the bottom of our inbox and we don't get to it. Yeah. And it's not a good way to build a professional relationship at all. You know, if relationships are all about expectations and how you meet those expectations. So if you don't set clear expectations and clear goals up front, you're setting up for a poor relationship, whether it's with a client, with another company, or even just with someone within your business. You know, if you don't set those expectations, people don't know what you want. They're not going to deliver. And you're ultimately going to set yourself up for a poor relationship. Such a good point. And that's something that myself personally, I really need to work on. Whether it's a relationship with a vendor, whether it's personal relationships, it's being very clear up front what your expectations are, understanding what their expectations are, and then delivering on those. And Rob and I, right now, you know, we have vendors that we've had some struggles with, and it really comes down to, you know, it's our fault. We didn't make our expectations clear at the start. We weren't really transparent with what we wanted and how we wanted it done. And when they don't do it the way that you want it and you didn't make it clear, it's not their fault, it's your fault. And you have to be accountable and take responsibility for that. And that's even in personal relationships that you can find that, right? People have expectations of what they want the relationship to be, whether it's friends or an actual relationship. And if you go in with those expectations and don't communicate them, it's again, you're setting yourself up for failure. You need to have those communicated or set your expectations very low from people if you're not going to communicate them. Exactly. Exactly. And I would equate... Not living with an outcome is kind of like going on a road trip, but you don't know where you're going. You literally just get in a car and you drive. Well, where are you going to end up? Who knows? And this was the way I lived my life for so long. 
I never stop to think, what is my ultimate outcome? What is my ultimate purpose? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want my life to stand for? And once you make that clear, this is what I want to accomplish with my life. This is how I want to be remembered. This is how I want to interact with people and what I want to stand for, my own personal brand. It's incredible how much more clear every day becomes and how much more purpose you live with and how much happier you become. Yeah, because it's so easy to live every day without an outcome. It's easy just to go through the motions and do what we know we need to do. You know, you go to work, you do the things you need to do, but you don't have an ultimate outcome for that day. It's just get through the day, get to the weekend, you know, get to the next vacation, whereas you should be living every day with an outcome and knowing what you want to get out of that. So you're not just looking forward to the next break. Exactly. You know, for Rob and I, we talk about what's the ultimate outcome of Revita, our business, and it's to change tens of millions of lives. And you might think, well, you're just a beverage company. How do you do that? But it's through interactions with our brand. It's through creating a product that is, we believe, truly healthier for people. It can help them be more productive. It can help them improve their lives, be more active, be more fit. And so for us, our end goal is to help tens of millions of people. And so every single day, our outcome is to take an actionable step towards achieving that goal. And we sit down and different days, we have different goals, but it's all one step forward towards that ultimate end purpose. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was our outcome with Revita was to replace unhealthy energy drinks. We couldn't find something that worked for us. There was no energy drink we wanted to drink. So we decided to create something that was healthy. So our outcome was to replace unhealthy beverages and create something for people that they would, that would actually help them. So you're right. So we had an outcome and we're hopefully working towards that. Exactly. And when you determine what that purpose is, what you want to achieve every day, you feel like you're making a little bit of progress and it's exhilarating, not only exhilarating, but it's addictive. And when you're working towards something, when you feel like you're adding value to the world, it's just so incredible for your happiness and your mental health. And that's something that, you know, Rob and I both who struggled with that our whole lives. And I can confidently say now I'm happier than I've ever been. And, you know, we're, we have myself personally, I have less money than I've ever had because I'm putting it all into the <laughs> business. I have way less time than I've ever had because, you know, we're, we're right now we're working, you know, effectively seven days a week to get this off the ground. But every single day I get up, I get out of bed and I know I'm going to get one step closer to this dream of mine. And that is just the most phenomenal, exhilarating way to live. So you set an outcome for your life and now you're doing the steps, you're taking the steps that you need to get to that. And that's what's fulfilling you. And that's what's making you happy, right? Exactly. It's given me purpose, you know, and and to talk, you know, really personally about what my outcome is for my life. I think about every day, I think, and I respect what everyone believes, but I believe when I die one day, I'm going to get introduced to the man I could have been if I'd reached my full potential, if I'd done everything I should have done, if I had worked as hard as I should have worked, if I ate and exercised the way that I should have ate, I believe I'm going to be introduced to that man, the ultimate Mitch. And my outcome, my dream is to at least recognize who that person is. Because I think the greatest tragedy in life is if you get introduced to that person and you have no idea who they are because you missed the mark by so much. 
and none of us are perfect. We'll never achieve that. But I believe that true happiness and a truly great life is one that works towards getting as close as you can to that full potential. Yeah, we're not trying to be perfect, but we're making sure that we're setting goals that are high enough that we, you know, that they're what we want. They really are something that we're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. It's setting those big goals and working to the, towards them every day. You know, I look at, at Rob, you know, he got into photography years ago and he's taken that and, and built it into this incredibly successful business. Like, how is that, what has that done for your happiness, Rob, with where you've taken Barrel the Bottle from? Yeah, it's amazing. I love working on that. It's such a fun company. It's such a fun project. Love working with my friends on something. And we had an outcome. We knew that there was a gap that we could fill and we knew what the outcome was. So it was just finding the right steps to get there. We made a lot of mistakes along the way, but we're still, you know, our outcome is to be the best photographers in our industry and we know the steps to get there. And it is, it's really fun to do that because when you're making progress and you're getting, finding that success, you know, those are the fulfilling and the happy moments. Absolutely. And it's, it's neat for me because I got to see Rob from when they had zero followers now to where they have, you know, 23,000 on Instagram and they're traveling all over the world doing these shoots. And I've just seen this incredible growth in Rob. He's almost a different person from when he started the business to where he is now. Do you want to talk about that, Rob? Like just the growth in yourself personally and what has that done for your happiness? Yeah, it's... I've had to take on a lot more responsibility, but I've always wanted to work on something like that and have my own project where I can create and where I can add value to something where I'm not just working for someone else. It's, you know, I've always wanted to, to be my own boss. I think everyone wants to be their own boss, right? And this was an opportunity to work for myself and work alongside people that I really like and look up to and learn skills and work with companies. It's actually, a lot of it's been transferable, you know, learning how to talk to these companies and pitch ourselves, pitch our brand, pitch our work has actually been quite transferable to working with Revita. It's, you know, those business skills are, well, they're transferable to any business, right? It's not just photography skills. It's how do you make sure that your relationship with a brand is going to continue so that next time they're looking for work, they're going to come back to us. You know, we have the same thing with Revita. How do you keep somebody who takes a risk on us when we're starting up? How do we make sure they're going to continue to be happy and continue to buy our product and customers are continue to come back to us. Exactly. It's that constant and never ending improvement. You're, you're constantly growing, you're constantly learning. And when you're doing that and you can wake up every day and you know that you're a little bit better than the next day, it's just the greatest feeling of fulfillment. And even when we run into roadblocks, cause there's been many of them and there's been a lot of challenging days. I think Rob and I always come back to the fact that, you know what, this is hard. We knew it was going to be hard. It's not for everybody, but every day is a step closer and we get a little bit better. And just like Rob just said, we're learning all of these skills that are transferable to other parts of our lives. We're becoming better people because of these experiences. And it's just changed us in so many positive ways. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. So what can you do to start setting an outcome in your life? What's the best way to get started on this then for someone? Great question, Rob. I think the first thing is take a really high level look at your life. Think about one day when you're, you know, 100 years old and you're looking back at how you lived. 
How do you want to be remembered? It's starting at the end and working your way backwards. What is the ultimate outcome of your life? And for some people, it might be to raise this an extraordinary, incredible family. For some people, it might be more of a come down to philanthropy, right? And, and helping a ton of people through charitable causes. Like us, it might be you create this business that is able to touch millions of lives. But really think about what's your ultimate outcome. So that's the big picture. And I think it's great to review that and think about it every day. But in terms of just small steps that you can take, think about some conversation that you have coming up. What is the outcome of that conversation? What do you want to accomplish and how can you get there? Or an email that you have to send. What's the outcome that you're looking for? How are you going to get there? Or even a text message to a friend or a colleague. What are you trying to accomplish with this text message? Because everything that we do always have an outcome. We always do something for a purpose, but we rarely stop to think about what that purpose is. Exactly. So tonight or tomorrow morning, set your outcome for the next day and decide what it is that you actually want to accomplish that day. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just set a goal, set something that you want to accomplish and then see how it changes how you act during the day. Exactly. Wake up tomorrow and think of one outcome that you want to achieve that day. And then the next day, do it again. And the next day, do it again. And it's that power of compounding because that will compound over time and that will change your life if you're continually setting an outcome and trying to achieve it. Couldn't agree more. Thank you for joining us. I hope you live this week with outcome thinking and you have an extraordinary day and rest of the week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.